to always get the latest Game Tea, do not forget to follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at The Game Tea Podcast, and you can find us on Twitter at Game Tea Podcast X. We post memes, gaming news, retweet friends of the pod, and of course, let you know when new episodes are available for your listening pleasure. Links are all available in the description of this episode, so check them out after the show, and thank you so much for listening to The Game Tea Podcast. And welcome to another episode of the Game Tea Podcast. My name is JP. And I'm Zar. Today on the podcast, we are talking about PlayStation removing free games for PS5 owners for some reason, Xbox showing the beginning of the end for physical games, Nintendo shutting down greedy parents, and of course, we are going to end with some quick takes and some game releases, especially since we've got a fucking doozy coming out this week. <laughs> but of course, before we get going, Zar, what are we drinking? All right, we uh, uh, it is a last minute pickup from Czar from, from, from <laughs> Casey's the, gas station. Yeah, shout out to Casey's, but it is called Big Wave Golden Ale because we are drinking a summer beer in the winter months. You know uh, that may be true, but I mean, what is it like forty degrees? It's forty three degrees in Omaha today. Yeah, today was almost so, fifty. It was it was like a heat wave out there. So I guess this surfing beer is is justified. But I mean. I like the the little thing it has on the top. It says "One Life," right? I don't have that on mine. Oh, you don't? No, I guess I got the not fun version. Well, I mean, it's it kind of sucks when I bought two different sizes of beer at the same price. It didn't even realize it. Yeah, you got less beer. Yeah, <laughs> I got that's ripped beer. off. You, that is three <laughs> ounces less beer, and I'm pissed about makes, every single ounce. <laughs> makes a difference. <laughs> it does. Ah, uh, yeah, right. this. Is, a Kona Brewing Co. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. So what games you playing? Okay, so it's interesting because, number one, I am still going. I slowed down on my Pokemon Gold playthrough because, I, I I don't know, I was like, I got to, like, the fourth gym and I was like, eh, I get it. I, <laughs> I mean, every time. I get it. <laughs> every time you turn the damn game on, you got to remember what you were doing, where to go, who to talk to. It just, it gets tedious. I get it. I get it. I mean, the truth is, when I uploaded $100 worth of 3DS games to my 3DS, I had very little intention of playing any of them. <laughs> it's more for the... to it's, say I've got it. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's not weird. It's like that Christmas present you'd always get from your grandma that, like, looks like an Atari, but it's not an Atari, and it's got, like, 400 games on it. All of them just dog shit. But no, no, no. The plug and plays were great. You yeah. remember the SpongeBob plug and plays? <laughs> no. And the Spider Man. Th- those were great. I didn't have any of those. I guess I was a little too old at John, the time. Look, but <laughs> John Tron has a fantastic video about plug and play gaming consoles. If you haven't seen it, you should go go see it. <laughs> what kind of gamer are you? A oh, plug and play. The plug and player. Those are the those are the true gamers. Speaking of um, SpongeBob, though, that's what I'm doing right now. Is Ayo. I'm playing SpongeBob: The Cosmic Shake. Nice, just to spite that fucking reviewer. Hey, I get that. I get that. Okay, and it's interesting because you're playing that right now too. Right? I am. That review was completely unjustified. I'm like two levels in or so, like enough that I've gotten the gist of the game. Right, you get because there's only like six levels total, yeah. right? Yeah, there's only like six levels. There's not too many collectibles. I still haven't figured out what a lot of the arbitrary shit you pick up does, 
Yeah. But I'm still having fun. And one thing is for certain, every single time SpongeBob sings the Krusty Krab pizza song, I'm singing along it's with him. Yeah. It's a bop. I'm going to be honest. Like, I think the guy outplayed it a little bit. He got me a little too excited because so far of my like two hour playthrough, he's only sang it twice. Yeah, I know. And I'm like, come on, come on, man. Let's. I'm two worlds deep, and I think I've maybe heard it like seven to ten times. Mm-hmm. Because he's got like three other lines he says when you use the glide. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. That guy hyped me up a little too much. Okay. So, that guy who did the review, I already forgot his name. <laughs> but. Uh, it was. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Something or other. I think the one the one complaint he didn't give that would have been very fair is the cringy dialogue. Yeah, some of it is very cringeworthy. Like you were saying, just out of character. That yes, it's out of. It's not just that it's cringy. It's like there's lines from Squidward, Patrick, SpongeBob, Sandy that I feel like they wouldn't fucking say. Squidward, especially because I haven't heard too much of Squidward yet, except for like the one chat feature or the, at the one beginning ch- of the conversation game. yeah at the beginning of the game he's like i want to spend a day dating myself or, or like being with my one true love me oh and of course my art right like that's not what squidward that's would not say. what squidward no. would say to this situation no his and art would be his one true love pa- you know what honestly like i see it the most through patrick like patrick's just cracking jokes that i'm like patrick would never say that Patrick's I know fucking what dirty. I, yeah, I'm like I know what Patrick would say, and this ain't it, Chief. <laughs> Patrick would not be making these, you know, double entendres here. Yeah, he's not. Maybe early Patrick, who was like, that's the funny thing about SpongeBob is like, the first two seasons, Patrick was dumb, but could at least create like a coherent thought, and then everything after that, they just made him full blown one brain cell dumbass. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, Wumbo, wumbo wing. <laughs> the study of Wombology, Spongebob. Wumbo, Wombology. Ye, he, she, we, Wumbo. Wumbo. So, yeah, that's just nice. Yeast. I thought you said weast. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying, though. It's, like, maybe kind of like that, but I don't know. I, I think it's really funny that the person you entrust with your life and your guidance and navigation through this crazy world is none other than the one brain cell Patrick Starr. I think it's all SpongeBob had. Like, <laughs> it's, like, it's like it's like, you or nobody. SpongeBob, you might as well not even have someone navigating you. <laughs> and I mean, SpongeBob's not as stupid, but... No, he's like contextually aware. Yeah. Is he? I mean, I would say contextually, but not all the time. Yeah, so. Yeah, no, great game. So what else are you playing? I know you had a second game on the shoot, didn't you? Ah, that's it. No, that's it? Okay, well, aside from SpongeBob, I did want to talk about this because you're going to get a kick out of it. Sure, sure. I am also playing Halo Infinite. You are? I am. The story mode? Yep, yep. Okay, how far are you? And I got questions. Well, about 45% to 50 or so. You've been doing work. Okay, what do you think? Um, it's, it's all right. It, it feels really nice because it has that, like, classic Halo feel. Like, I, I almost feel like I'm playing Halo 3 with a little bit of tweaks. With grapple hook. Yes, with grapple hook, which is the most useful thing I have ever seen because... I'm at 45% and I haven't spent much time on it because I just zip line everywhere and oh, yeah. you can climb mountains. You can scale anything with this grappling hook. 
Because I, I especially remember in the early Halo days, if you had to do backtracking, you know, areas where you've already killed everything, that's where you realize how slow Master Chief actually is. Oh Just my chugging God, the law. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? So it's like... Easy travel with grappling hook? I'm there. Yeah, and I never use the vehicles unless I'm taking a squad of Marines into their death <laughs> trying to capture a base. Oh, my God. Isn't that like, we're with you, Chief? And I'm like, <laughs> I just dump them at the start, and yeah. then I go around the back. <laughs> the old Zap Brannigan, like, some of you are going to die. <laughs> in fact, most of you are going to die. But the one important thing is that I will survive. Precise, precisely. Uh, so, yeah, that's fun. Um, what about... Okay, what about ziplining an explosive barrel into your hands, throwing it at an enemy, and shooting it. It's all I do. I don't even need... You don't need to shoot it, necessarily, but, yeah, but that's, that's all fun. I do. Yeah. That's true. That's true. You can get some bonus style points if you if you can shoot it before it hits the enemy. But no, that is all I do. No, yeah. <laughs> I fucking huh. love that feature. Uh, the story... Nah. I don't... I mean, like, I'm not all the way through the story, but so far, the story... To me, the copy having, of Cortana, you don't find that interesting? I No, I find it absolutely interesting. I'm just wondering what the fuck the Banished have to do with any of this, because they just kind of seem like the thing that ties every story piece in together and justifies a new game. Like, okay. Master Chief could have went and had this adventure, like the Cortana thing going on, and the Banished didn't even need to be there. Mm. They're just kind of there in in the game is what it seems like to me. Honestly, Master Chief's the one that crashes into their home and starts shooting. <laughs> well, well, it's not their home because this this is uh, where you were in the fifth game. Mm -hmm. um, and, like, you go back, play the fifth game, it all makes sense, kind of. They, they There's some plot holes with the Cortana copy, but also I really think this game is getting in its own way. I don't like their upgrade system. Really? It's, it's like too simple to the the point where like what why do you even have an upgrade system? Because what's an open world game without a little bit of RPG? Mechanics? I know, and like that's the thing they have to have it. But also, why can't I upgrade my guns? Why can't I paint and stylize my guns? Why can I only do that for multiplayer? I want to play the campaign and like stylize from all of these armories I'm picking up. Well, because up. that's the shtick with Halo is, like, you have to perpetually learn how to work with what you're given with the guns, so... Well, yeah, but, like, you could at least get skins on them. Skins I agree with, and but, like, upgrades? If, if I have... And I don't have any intention of playing the multiplayer, yeah. then what is the fucking point of picking up the armories? Okay, that's a fair point. Exactly. So I've got a lot of quandaries with this game. I stand by everything I've said. It's fun, but uh, I miss old Halo. <sighs> Not every game was meant to be open world. Although I disagree with you. I think this new Halo is great, but f for fuck's sake. <laughs> Most people think the new Halo is, well, not great, but... Well, then why is 343 losing stewardship of the franchise? Because Halo Infinite is like, it's not the pattern for them. Halo Infinite, I would say, is like their only successful Halo franchise. Like, part of the franchise that they've participated in. And my everything Maybe. else, every great Halo game, the first three, Reach, whatever, that's been Bungie. Yeah. Reach was Bungie's last game. And guess what? Prior to Halo Infinite, it was the last, like, uh, diehard Halo fans. That was their last favorite Halo game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, no, ever since 343 took it over, it just hasn't been good. I'm going to say that. It just, it hasn't been good. Fair enough. 
Anywho, anywho, uh, the, I should we continue. move on to the articles? Because <laughs> no, we... I want to keep. I, I'm I'm pissed off still. Wanna... So you want to do a Halo Infinite episode? <laughs> no, no. Let's move on. All right. All right, this first article belongs to me, and it is entitled PlayStation Cutting Free Games for PS5 Owners, which, by the way, this article pissed me the fuck off. Ah. <laughs> and I love it's just coming to us from news.com. News.com, <laughs> the most reliable internet source you can find. News.com from Oliver Brandt. Step aside, Wikipedia. We got a news source. <laughs> Thank you very much, Oliver. All right. Sony has announced that a collection of 20 games given out to PlayStation Plus subscribers who own PS5 consoles will no longer be available this year. The games, collectively known as the PS Plus Collection, was made available to players who bought a PS5 console and was available from the console's launch in 2020. It includes multiple first-party titles, including Uncharted 4 and Infamous Second Son, along high-profile third-party titles. Okay, so let me give you a little then. When the PS5 first became a thing... Whenever you signed up for the online service, you got these 20 games called the PlayStation Plus Collection. And it was like the most coveted games that came out for the PS4, right? Now, this list of games, I've talked about this before because I couldn't give enough credit for the games that you get to play just for signing up for the service. All right, we're not talking about these really small-time games. We're talking about God of War... First of all, Infamous Second Son, which is one of my favorites, Ratchet and Clank, The Last of Us, Batman Arkham Knight, Battlefield 1, Bloodborne, Until Dawn, Fallout 4, De- Detroit Become Human, Persona 5? Wow. I remember all, that game. Yeah, yeah, I bet you do. You just got <laughs> all day one. That's and good service. It was. Oh. So here's the interesting thing. PlayStation hasn't told any of its fans why, but they're getting rid of this part of the service. So, and they haven't given a reason. That's the surprising thing is they've announced like, hey, we're getting rid of the PS Plus collection. And that's it. <laughs> that's, that's a little sketchy. A lot of fans like myself are trying to read between the lines and decipher why the fuck this is happening. Because I don't know if you remember, but when PlayStation launched its tier system last year, you know, you could be like the, I don't remember them off the top of my head. It's like the PlayStation Extreme Plus Happy Extravaganza, right? Yeah, there are like four or five tiers to this subscription (laughs) deal. (laughs) In each one of those tiers, they advertised the PS Plus collection as like, oh, you also get this. And now they're just taking that away. So the and this is now ceasing to exist? Exactly. Bummer. It's a huge bummer. As I, as a PlayStation fanboy, has been speculating, I think it'd be fun to get insight from the other side of the pond. <laughs> so, Zar, uh, we don't have a reason for why PlayStation is doing this, but why do you think they're just removing these games from the service? Because they have everyone hooked. Think it- <laughs> like, they have migrated everyone from the old system to the new system, so now all of the, you know incentives to migrate to their new way of providing gaming they don't need to keep doing that anymore i just don't know that just doesn't feel right it does feel like a shot in the foot considering that they're eliminating the potential for new subscriber bases to like pick up these games for free but i guess they're banking on the fact that those people aren't gonna know what they're missing out on 
I don't know, man. It's it, the whole thing is just so bizarre to me. I've migrated platforms before for the company I work for, and it sucks. Once, yeah. Once, yeah. Once every client is back onto the new platform and off of the old platform, we stop giving out the cookies. Yeah. Like, yeah. No more incentive like that. Just business as usual at that point. Interesting. Uh, either that or, I mean, I can't imagine that the problem here is that it's not cost effective and it's sinking money for them. No, because the because they're one of the big three. They will do anything to keep the massive amount of support that they have. Well, not only that, but it's not like they were raking in money from these games anymore anyway. Like, don't get me wrong. It's a fantastic fucking... Li- 20 fantastic fucking games. But they're older games, you know? That's, and older games, if you remember with the Amazon Prime gaming deal, <laughs> the issue is they were charging good money for just getting those games and then bragging about giving out old games, right? Yeah. But PlayStation was giving out 20 classic fantastic games just for being a part of the service. And honestly, that's my biggest gripe with what's going on is for all of the... T- PlayStation just raised the price of their service, right? They made this convoluted tiered system. They raised the price for basically everything. Now, given you get a lot for that. Yeah. But a lot of that price was the PlayStation Plus collection. And now in the middle of most people's subscriptions, they're just getting rid of it. That's my problem. And I mean, that's a big problem. Like, everything I said, my speculation on to why PlayStation is doing this... That's that is not support. Like I don't think that's justified. It's still stupid. It's it just seems wrong to take these games away. I mean, old as they are, why not give them for free? Exactly. They're not making money for you anymore. Yeah. Like if you put these all out for $20 like maybe, but I mean like the amount of people that'd be coming that would want to become like a part of the tiered system just to, uh, because it's a great add-in. It's a great part to throw in, especially since, and I don't know if this is an unpopular opinion or not, a lot of the other quote-unquote perks that you get for the tier system aren't that fucking great. Yeah. I don't care about demos. Yeah. I don't care about demos. Okay. Does anybody play demos anymore? I don't... The last time I played a demo was like on a disc with like 19 other demos, or when I was playing Mario oh, Kart yeah. Double Dash and like demoed Pikmin 2. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so I take great pride in my, like, gaming library. Like, you go on your Switch system and you've got the library. There is nothing that makes me more angry than when I've got the full copy of a game and next to it, game dash demo. Yeah. And it never, you can delete it, but it still says, hey. But it's forever there. You got the scar. (laughs) I'm not going anywhere. You got the demo scar. So... uh, Take all of that. If you're paying a hundred, I don't even remember how much I paid. I think it's hundred and twenty dollars a year for the top tier PlayStation service. It's like okay, you know, you're getting the game catalog, which given the game catalog is great. That's yeah, no, that is where the interest comes in. Like that is why you get this subscription, right? But while you're dabbling in the old in the old stuff, like having that lineup of P- great PS4 games too was just. The icing on the cake, because the other things that you get are, like, the game demos, 
a couple pieces of DLC. Like, honest to God, nothing to write home about. Also, why are game demos exclusive now? Like, why do you have to pay a subscription for a special demo? Isn't that the point of the demo? Is yeah. you don't have to, like... Aren't demos supposed to be free to get people hyped for the game? Yeah, so it's... I just don't understand what the fucking move was here. doesn't make any goddamn sense. It doesn't, and that's what pisses me off. You're just... <laughs> you're removing functionality for virtually no fucking reason. Absolutable. All right, so if you are one of these PlayStation peeps who want these fucking games and you're like, oh, no, they're getting rid of them, you have until May to add them to your library. Now, I don't know if Xbox does something similar, but basically the way it works with PlayStation is because, you know, they still give out the two free games a month. What you can do is you can add the game to your library, right? Now, that doesn't download the game. It just makes sure you have a license of the game. Oh, that's So when you are ready to download the game, you just have to go to your game in your library and say, okay, I'm ready to play this. I want to download it. Oh, that's so convenient. No, Xbox just makes you download it right out of the game. That's what I thought. See, that's something nice that PlayStation does. I'll give it to them on that. That's good. Yeah, no, that's super cool. So for all 20 of these games, actually, they already took Persona 5 away for some reason. Oh, sadness. It's so, such a good game. I know. So they already took Persona 5 out of the lineup. So if you had, if you never got your license for that tough shit, you're going to have to go buy it. But the other games that belong to the PlayStation Plus collection, you can go get your license until May. You can add it to your library, then it's yours forever. Oh, well, get stepping. Yeah, I was gonna say, I've already made sure, even long ago, that I downloaded all these games. I've got like 200 games downloaded on my PlayStation 5. Just fucking, I've got a lot of fucking games, but... I know that feeling. Yeah. I know it well. Yeah. Alright, now I know you're not a big PlayStation fanboy, but is there any games here that you're a little disappointed or you're kind of... I was, I'm not going to say lose, because obviously you never had them in the first place. <laughs> yeah. Um, Fallout 4 is a big one for you, right? Yeah, but you can get Fallout 4 basically anywhere for free. I was thinking more Bloodborne and, Ooh, and yeah. The Last of Us, you know, like Uncharted, Until Dawn especially. Mm-hmm. Those games, it's going to suck to see not be free. Yeah, for sure. And you know what? There's a couple games here. The Last Guardian I never played, so I might have to, I don't know, do that. Just to spite Zach, I'm never playing Monster Hunter World. But <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. He'd tell you Rise is better. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. All right. So that's all I got for PlayStation right now. If you have not downloaded those games, go get them. They're leaving forever. And then, I don't know. Well, Fuck. You know, that actually <laughs> relates to our next article, all of these digital downloads and and whatnot. Because yeah. our next article is coming to us uh, from Comic Book. Written by Tyler Fisher, and it is entitled, New Xbox Rumor Has Fans Worried About the End of Physical Games. Oh, boo fucking who? The end is nigh, JP. The end is nigh. I don't care, but go on, go on. Read, read, read. I care a little bit. So, and I want to preface all of this conversation right off the get-go. This is all rumors. None of this is... Concreted, but this is kind of our speculation about Xbox discontinuing physical copies. Because later on in the article, it talks about like Brazil rumors, how the oh, Brazil just get market, on with that. yeah, 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 <laughs> Brazil market not getting the physical copies of uh, specific games. But now the rumors lead us to believe that there are no not going to be any physical copies anymore, especially with digital consoles on the rise. I mean. Right. You, I think you've already, you don't have a new Xbox, right? 
a series. Yeah, I've got the series. S. Yeah, you have the series S, and I've stated several times that I want the PSD, otherwise known as the PlayStation Digital. Mm-hmm. So that's one coffin nail. The next coffin nail is that physical copies go on sale really quick. If if a physical copy stays in a store, like everything that they manufacture stays there and then just drops in value constantly. Whereas a digital right. market never loses its value. It's kinda Okay, well, here's here's the thing. Like, the only reason Brazil is so heavily involved with this quote unquote rumor is because they're the first ones that have really said, like, with their games, hey, probably within this console generation, allegedly, we are going to stop making allegedly physical copies of games. Allegedly. Now, the reason I'm gonna be hundred percent honest, I threw this article in here because of you. I know you did. Because I don't give two shits about physical copies of games. I think they get in the way. Um, I think they do all of these things. But, you know, I do recognize also that you're not the only one that feels this way. But let's start from the top. Digital-only consoles has signaled the end of physical games for a really long time. Yeah. Like the PlayStation 5 Digital and this Xbox Series S, which don't have any port for physical games, have shown us that at the very least they're starting to, like, really experiment with digital-only consoles. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, that is kind of the tide of the times. It's a lot easier. It's a lot more convenient. I'm sure they've been examining the analytics and have been seeing that, oh, digital downloads are far outweighing any physical sales. Right. But you, as a physical collector, I wanted to ask you, how do you specifically feel about being in the end games of physical games? I don't think we are, honestly. I think physical copies will be continue to be made. Dude. My example come on. No, come and my on. rationale here is you can buy Beatles on vinyl. That's different. Is it? 100%. Is it? Vinyls aren't being nearly Collector's as... edition of special old movies. We have a history of preserving entertainment like this. I think it's not going to be as widely available anymore. I don't think they're going to heavily rely on physical copies, sure. production, sales, because that's going to save them a shitload of money on manufacturing, on labor. Like, they, they'll be able to save a fortune. Okay, here's the thing. With your Beatles records example, audio files, and I know this because I'm a musician, by the way, so you picked the wrong fight. Oh. Audio files will 100% argue that vinyl records on a vinyl record player makes those original records sound better. I don't know a single person that has ever gone, you know, this scratched up version of XYZ, let's say Jack and Daxter, that plays way better than the digital copy. Well, it's not necessarily for, you know, being played. It's it's more What of are you a, talking about? It's a display. They're going to become more ornamental. Like a physical copy is going to be something that you specially reserve and they make limited numbers of. I think that a gaming collection should not... It should be more about the consoles and, I don't know, like, the collectibles than the games themselves. Like, the physical games. I don't know if that's a hot take or not, but, like, when I go to your place and I just see wall of video games, 
Uh, my thought is, wow, it must be a bitch to move. <laughs> it is. It, yeah. Let me tell you, it is. And, and doesn't your heart break a little bit when you move and inevitably at least two or three games get broken? Oh, yeah. It, it happens every time I move. But, you know, it's still pretty fucking cool to know that everything I have ever played far out measures me in height. <laughs> I guess. I don't. I don't know. Maybe I, I'm on the verge of this opinion where I'm the one who's wrong, but... I mean... I just don't... It's I, not for me. I honestly think that gaming is in too deep with this because I know later on in the article it speculates, like, what's going to happen to the retailers, which we haven't talked about them yet, GameStop, Walmart, etc. I don't think they can stop making physical copies because of contracts with these superstores and electronic departments. Oh, come on. Uh, Sony, Nintendo, and uh, Xbox, I mean, they I, don't give two shits what happens to GameStop. That, no, they don't, but they're contractually obligated. Are they? Sometimes. And, like, that, I used to work in a movie theater, and a lot of, of it was contracts. Like, we could only show certain movies because of a contract with Disney for X amount of days. No one else was allowed to see it and, and stuff okay. like that. The problem is that with that, it's got to be, like, a, a semi-beneficial relationship for both parties. Like, GameStop's just touching their two fingers together. Like, would you guys please keep making physical games or if we go out business? Yeah, I mean, that's... Why would it's like, um, you've been reselling our games, which, by the way, I don't have a problem with that, but the big gaming companies do because they're like, um, you've been buying and selling used copy of games that you don't technically have any stake in. Why would we care at all about preserving you? Well, GameStop really is kind of the pawn shop of gaming, but I was more thinking about Walmart, like a superstore industry giant that like has right. rivaling amount of money to Microsoft. They don't have more, but like a rivaling wallet. The other side of the token with that, though, is like, so if you're talking about the, I, by the way, did you see how I put beloved retailers in quotes? <laughs> right? So take GameStop, for example. Their whole model is selling video games. Without video games, there's no GameStop. You take this giant superstores like Walmart and Target, yeah, taking away, like, physical games will probably take away a bit from the margin, but they probably make uh, tons of money from just selling the game consoles themselves, which they would still have access to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. the games would be, you know, are secondary. Which... They honestly, like, I don't know how much of, like, those big superstore margins, like, like, bottom line, comes from games. You know, I think I solved, I just solved my own conundrum with this Walmart thing. Yeah? They're not going to stop selling games. They're going to have a little cardboard, piece of cardboard in the game section that full says... Full game download. Yeah, full yeah. game download. Pokemon or Here's Here's Pokemon, whatever. here's Halo, here's Fallout, and it's just going to be a code that you get. Yeah. And, like, they, that's, that's how they're going to sell games now. Now, GameStop is actually in true trouble, though, right? Because I, their I whole shtick was used games. GameStop was always in trouble. Let's be real first off. Yeah. But... We've been seeing them move to selling computer parts. They have... A, they sell phones for fun. Yeah, they sake. sell phones. Like, They've yeah. got an obsession with Funko Pops. I, oh, I think yeah, eventually they they're going to turn into, like, a bastardized version of Radio Shack and Spencer's Gifts. <laughs> what, what a baby. <laughs> I know, and that's GameStop. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean... 
these these are rumors, but this really does seem to be the trend that we're seeing. And as much as I would like to fight, as much as I would like to argue because I love my physical copies, you're 100% right. The only reason people collect physical copies nowadays yeah. is to display them. And it's it's not so much to even play the games. And so that is not going to keep the market afloat. Look, for me, it's not just about a lack of cluster. It's, okay, think about this. A game that you've had for 20 years gets damaged. What do you do? You want to play the game again, you go on eBay. The game is now $200 because hardly any copies exist anymore. Yep. Or you've got a digital, you buy digital only, right? And then you just have it forever. You know it's always going to play. You know, you, they've back up your systems now to make it so even if something happens to your console, your games are fine. Yeah, but the problem here is not every game is offered digitally. Like, we haven't preserved all of gaming history yet. Yeah. I... Look at Nintendo. They're, yeah, that's they true. have a fraction of the N64 library. You know what? You're getting into this, so let's ask this last question. Beyond collecting, are there any good reasons to keep physical games? Well, and that's what I was just saying. I There really isn't. It's it's a collection. It's a display. And that's about it. Because I don't, I don't play my physical games unless I don't have them downloaded. Mm. But I usually digitally download everything along with getting a physical copy like at this point i will only get a physical copy if i really want to display that game and i really like its cover art because i will back it up with a digital download i think you had a point in that like when we fully archive the complete library of everything gaming that's the moment where i'd feel a lot more comfortable just getting rid of physical copies of games. Once all those plug-and-plays are on the Switch, we can oh, add yeah? physical copies. <laughs> I'm just fucking... And, you know, honestly, like, Xbox is absolutely the best at archiving their library. Yeah, they have By been. far, Xbox is it beats everybody. PlayStation is next, but they're not even closed, right? I, I'd say PlayStation is making a big jump on Xbox lately because, I, yeah. like, they have all of their old PlayStation games on there now. Like, you can get Medieval to Uncharted to There's even Parappa the Rappa. There's good stuff. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> There's good stuff for sure, but, like, it could be a, a bit more complete. Like, they're still working on it. Nintendo hasn't done shit. No, God, no. They are the worst at this because yeah. they think they can still make money, like, as much money off of their old shit. Uh, yeah, precisely. So, I mean, like, right now, there's no uh, there's no uh, virtual console for Game Boy. Nope. Uh, it, it, anything Game Boy, right? Anything handheld. No GameCube. Nope. No Wii. Nope. Right now, all we have is NES, SNES, and N64. And some unjustified remakes of Wii U titles. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, and we also got the uh, Sega. Oh, yeah, there is the I Sega. I forgot about that. There's quite a bit of games on that Sega, though. There's more. That's my point. There's more on that fucking Sega. How many games do they have on the N64 quote-unquote virtual console right now? Well, like 30? So few that they have to justify a hyped release every couple of months. Right, exactly. And then, like, when the game finally drops, we all realize, hey, wait a minute, this game isn't nearly this as fun is as duty. I... duty. <laughs> it's just straight-up duty. It like, looks worse than the N64. Honestly, yeah. Like, that's just exactly what happened with GoldenEye. Yeah, and people pay for that shit. So, no, gaming preservation is nowhere close. Mm. Mm. 
God damn it, Nintendo. God, speaking of Nintendo being frustrating. Yeah, I think we're ready to move on, aren't we? That was a good segue, by that the way. That was a good segue. Nice <laughs> All right. This last article belongs to me, and it is entitled, Nintendo Wins Joy-Con Drift Lawsuit Because of Terms and Conditions. Oof. Yeah, I know, right? I like to call this article, Nintendo Outsues the Mothers for Violence Coalition. Yeah, we might need to workshop that. It's Damn. a little wordy. Yeah, it was it was half it was high on life wordy. joke, half title. <laughs> <laughs> There's like eight people that'll get that joke, and they hey, will get a kick out of it. High five to all eight of those people out there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, this uh, article comes to us from thegamer.com from one Mr. Vespon store. So thank you, Vespon. There are two kinds of drifting. The first one's cool and extremely popular in Tokyo, and the second one kind of sucks and is hated the world over. Of course, I'm talking about stick drift on the analog sticks of the controller or Joy-Con. Stick drift is perhaps the most common yet most annoying issue you can face because you never know when it will affect your controller, sometimes even within months of buying it. Last year in March, two families in the U.S. tried to sue Nintendo for the Joy-Con drift issue with their Switch. When the mothers learned that they could not legally file the lawsuit, <laughs> they got the suit filed under the names of their children. What the fuck? Yeah, I know. This was all despite the fact that Nintendo had rolled out a program to report, repair Joy-Cons for free. So it did look a lot like they were trying to make a quick buck, to which I say, no shit. Yeah. Okay. There is some legal jargon in this fucking article, and I'm not going to lie, this is another one of those instances where we don't really have a winner. We don't have someone to root for, it's just a bunch of assholes. Well, no one to root for, but Nintendo just kind of being like, hey, stop being dumb. Yeah, but... Okay, so let's start talking about the shenanigans from both sides. All right, we're going to start with Nintendo shenanigans, and then we're going to talk about the parent shenanigans. Just shenanigans all around. All right, so Nintendo shenanigans. So the Switch has this thing called the End Users License Agreement, right? We've all seen that. That's kind of like the huge document that you've got Are you gotta... sure you want to end your service with us? Yeah, 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 yeah. Or like, are you sure you want to play this game? Just read these eight pages. And we all totally read that, right? Oh, yeah, every, we yeah, do. Every we word, sure every do. Word. Every single word. This is commonly referred to as a EULA. Yeah, the EULA. All right, so here's where Nintendo shenanigans begins. So what we found out when these parents tried to sue Nintendo was the EULAs clearly states that you can't file a lawsuit against the company. (laughs) My first question, is that allowed? Yeah. Can you just say, you can't sue us? It's the same thing you basically sign when you work for any company saying that you can't outright sue them. Okay, but this, these aren't people that work for Nintendo. No, but it's they same bought a contract. Pro- they bought a product. The product is faulty. You can't just put in a clause that says, hey, you can't sue us. You, and they're just like, darn. You absolutely can. It's in writing, and the, the person signed it. As long as it is in writing, the person signs it, and it's notarized, it's legally binding. But you understand. You can literally make them do anything. That's why there is a bunch of memes going around a few years ago about, like, Apple requiring you to sell your soul in their EULA. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It was, you could find several pictures of this in their license agreement. But you understand why I'm concerned here, right? Like, you can't. 
that you can just write a license agreement that says, hey, you can't sue me. Even if it's totally justified, even if it's totally my fault, you can't sue me. Why? Because I got in writing. Don't sign it. If you don't sign it, then you don't get to play your games. Well, that's kind of too bad now, isn't it? You don't understand why that's ridiculous? Like, no, I absolutely do. I'm just playing the lawyer right now. Uh, fuck the lawyer. Well, it's legally binding. <laughs> fuck they you. fucking signed the EULA. Okay. Fair enough. I guess the answer to the question, is that allowed, is yes. Yes, it is. But absolutely. it's bullshit. It is. Yeah, yes, but it is bullshit. Okay. So that's part one of Nintendo shenanigans of like, we're going to sue you and them just like, no. No, you're not. So then the parents are like, okay, our kids are going to sue you. And then the Nintendo's like, no. We'll get into the, that's that's part of the parent shenanigans. Because I'm like, are you motherfuckers for real? Yeah. Okay, so there's one more thing with the Nintendo. And I don't even really want to call it shenanigans because we've fucking been over this. The Switch's drift issue within the Joy-Cons, it's been known for a long time. We talked about it like a year and a half, maybe even two years ago. We had a whole no, episode No, no, it's on been it. longer, dude. Like, they, this has been an issue. Like, people started finding out the Joy-Cons drifted literally months after the first line of Switches came out. So, like, we've known. Yeah. Should Nintendo have been more vocal about these issues and the resolutions in some kind of PSA? Probably. But that didn't happen. Hmm. Uh, they did try to rectify it, though. And that's just the thing. It's like, I'm trying to coordinate my words carefully here, because I don't want Nintendo suing us either. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo ninjas, leave us alone. Please, Nintendo. Okay, so I literally don't know of a single Switch owner that has not to some degree experienced the drift issue. It is literally a problem that affects every single Joy-Con at some point in its lifespan. It's the new red ring of death. It's insane. And it's very common. Seriously crazy. But nonetheless, it's really odd that, like, you and I know of it because we're gaming commentators, but, like, if you're someone who's, especially a Switch, because that's more of the normie console, <laughs> with all due respect, you know, are, is the standard person going to know that this is a super big issue and also that there's like uh, Nintendo has offered a way to fix this oh no and I kind of think back to the N64 when the N64 had this controller drift issue but that was usually because the controller got worn out and got that all that white stuff in the middle of the, the oh yeah oh yeah, yeah, I yeah all that shit um I was confused as hell I was like why do I keep walking to the left right but you know, now being as old as I am now and knowing better, it kind of sucks. And I feel for those people who are like, why is my game broken? Is it haunted? Uh, yeah, it's always a haunting with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, God damn, fridge is open. Must be a haunting. It must be. There must be a ghost. Uh, Thirsty ghost. All right. So there's, N- there's Nintendo shenanigans. But honestly, this is one of the times where I'm siding with Nintendo. Again, no good guy, but I am siding with Nintendo because the parent shenanigans are fucking ridiculous. Yeah, this is where it gets a little bit crazy, everybody. Okay, so number one, you brought it up. The mothers filed the lawsuit under their kids' names when they learned they could not sue. Basically, they were like, we're going to sue you for the Joy-Con Dwift. And Nintendo's like, Eula, you can't do it. Can't do it. And they said, well, Eula doesn't affect my child, so my child is suing you. Pointing down to, like, their seven-year-old. 
But guess what? Your child doesn't own the Switch. And that's part of it, but my next question, is that allowed? Um, technically, yes. But also, no. Uh, because children... I'm not sure if children have the right to sue somebody because they are not technically a person. They're under legal guardianship. So they don't even have the right to really bring it to court. Unless, because I think of like restraining orders, but in all cases, the guardian files the lawsuit or the restraining order. I don't know. Like, take the legal jargon out of it. Isn't it just fucking dirty to oh, yeah, use yeah, your yeah. child? No, like, <laughs> although if we remember that South Park episode where all the kids kept suing the school, yeah. all of those children brought those lawsuits into court. So Life I'm, is not an episode of South Park. Well, I'm assuming that people can bring children <laughs> into court and, like, the child can call forth on the lawsuit. I don't know. Oh, my God. I mean, I would not be surprised with America's judicial system that a child could go around suing people. I mean, honestly, our judicial system works solely on precedent. So until some <laughs> child tries to sue somebody, we won't know. <laughs> and if it's successful, oh. Oh, shit. It's, it's going to flip our courts upside down. So the parents tried to argue that their kids could not be held to EULA, but it turns out the parents were the owners of the console. Fucking shocker. Yeah. Guess what? Child doesn't own the Switch. Well, uh, that's uh, part one of this question. Who the fuck were they trying to fool? <laughs> well, because to really officiate ownership of a Switch... You have to sign its online contract. You can only do that if you are 18 years or older. And there are fail-safes in place to prevent this from happening. Like, I mean, the kid can sign their parents' name and put in their parents' email and everything. But end of the day, that is their parents' email. Look, here's the thing. If you're the kind of parent that is willing to sue Nintendo over Joy-Con drift issues, you seem like the same kind of parent that probably has some heavy parental locks on the Switch for your kid. Yeah. Therefore, like, it's so clear to see that, number one, obviously you're the owner of the Switch. Where is the seven-year-old going to get 350 fucking dollars? Nope. (laughs) That's not going to happen. I saved up my shoveling money from the snow, and I bought myself an OLED Switch. (laughs) Like, no! Absolutely the fuck. That doesn't happen. Who? Whose (laughs) fucking driveways are you shoveling, and why can't I do it? (laughs) So just, like, the whole idea of, like, Oh, well, you can't, my child can't legally sign. They didn't buy the fuck. Obviously, it doesn't really belong to them. To those parents out there thinking that they can get away with this and, like, try to make it look like their kid owns it, you buy a car for your 16-year-old child. Yeah. It is in your name. Doesn't matter if that kid is driving it, licensed it, has a pink slip for it, as long as it is in that person's name, only they can give it away. And it's, you should know that, too, right? Because you got in a car accident in high school. I've gotten in that... a few car accidents. <laughs> I slid under a bus once. Yeah, your dad got out of the car and yelled, this is going to cost me a fuck ton. That's exactly what he said. <laughs> <laughs> it really sucked that the bus was going to the elementary school and all the kids had the windows down. Hi, kids. <laughs> it's going to cost me a fucking fortune. <laughs> it's going to cost me a I think about that a lot. I (laughs) think about that more than I should. (laughs) Oh, it's good stuff. (laughs) 
All right. Now, my next question is, was this whole thing honestly just a get-rich-quick scheme for the parents? Now, before you answer this, keep in mind that I've seen Karens on TikTok getting <laughs> pissed off and threatening lawsuits over some of the most mundane shit I've ever seen in my life. With nothing to gain. I mean... Just because they have nothing better to do with their time. So... We are... We live in the era where a woman sued McDonald's because hot coffee spilled on her lap. Yep. After it was handed to her in the car and she drove away. Mm Mm-hmm. And she won. So this is not out of the blue. Like... These Karens will sue for literally anything, no matter how small but, it is. Okay, to be fair, that lady got hurt. Now, yes, she was a dumbass, and it's her own fucking fault, but she like, she got hurt. She, Nobody here is getting hurt. She had, like, second-degree burns. That's a, that's gonna it hurts serious. like a bitch, but you're going to be fine. It's not going to, like, hinder your reproductive skills. <laughs> yeah, but nonetheless, like, in this case... Calling it a get, a get rich quick scheme, I think, could be appropriate if I haven't seen, especially working in retail, the absolute lengths that some people will go to just to make your day fucking awful. Yep. But people here's suck. yeah, <laughs> here's where they fucked up. The parents didn't know how petty Nintendo is. <laughs> Those Nintendo ninjas, they'll get you every time. I mean, for f- how many times has Nintendo sued or threatened to sue over some horribly mundane bullshit? Nintendo shuts down their own gaming competitions because they feel like it. Exactly. They won't let anything go. We have had Nintendo sound effects in our show before that have been silenced. Oh, yeah. Yes. And which is funny because I've seen other people use those sound effects. So yeah, it, I, I still don't understand the legality of it. I guess it depends on where you download the I file from. I, it, they're probably coming after us like, hey, Chris Pratt's a great Mario. <laughs> We're just going to have like a Nintendo supervisor on every episode from here out. <laughs> <laughs> they're just going to bring Chris Pratt here. Like, hey, guys. Oh, God, no. You, guys, what you said really hurt my feelings. <laughs> oh, anything but oh, that. No. Oh, Chris Pratt, I'm no, sorry. not Chris Pratt. Is Tom Holland here too? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Seriously, I have no idea in what fucking world they thought they had a chance of winning oh, this thing. It's god, the, no. Nintendo's got like the best fucking lawyers. They've got like no fucking leg to stand on. Like what the fuck? No, this was all just a hope in a handbasket, really. Like these parents thought, maybe we have a case. It's enough. We have enough support where enough people are pissed off. We might be able to do this. They did not realize who they were going up against. No. No, they did not. Fucking parents. Fucking goddamn Karens. God damn it. Just everybody. Fucking Nintendo. Just fucking, fucking, just fucking, fucking people. Is, is that allowed? <laughs> is that allowed? Is that allowed? It absolutely is and will be exploited to its Oh my God. <laughs> All right. That is pretty much it for the articles this week. You want to go over some quick takes? All right. Hot takes. All right. Do these belong to me or they belong to you? These are yours. All right. Quick take number one, Redditor's 50-hour shiny hunt in Pokemon Sword and Shield ruined by Joy-Con Drift. Oh, speak of the devil. Okay, so let me give you a little, let me give you a little bit of uh, TLDR here. Because <laughs> I watched the video, and it was honestly heartbreaking, but also a little bit the guy's fault. But anyway, 
So the guy was specifically in Pokemon Sword and Shield doing soft resets to look for a shiny Regieleki. As one does. As one does. After about 50 hours, which was weeks and weeks and weeks, he finally got it right. Now, you can't see the guy. You can just see the screen. Yeah. You see him, you see, like, the Regieleki finally shiny and him going, oh, 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 oh. (laughs) He tried to just fight it to weaken it a little bit. The Joy-Con went up. He ran from the battle. Ooh. Yep. Ooh, sadness. I... Rare, it's rare to hear about a joy a Joy-Con drift with like vertical problems. I it's I've always, gotten it every direction. Really, it's always been horizontal for me. The, my OG set of Joy Cons, like when I got my first Switch in 2016, the blue and red one. Yeah, those started to drift after about three years. Horizontal or vertical, or diagonal? Diagonal. Huh. Th- yeah, I had to think about it, but it was I was playing Animal Crossing New Horizons when I first noticed it. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. No, no mine was completely horizontal axis. Mm-hmm. And in fact, just over to the left. Yeah. Now, I actually know how to fix my Joy-Cons myself. Yeah, you showed me a souped-up Switch. Oh, yeah? Nintendo's going to be coming after you. Oh, fucking bring it on. tampering with their warranty. I have a EULA that says they can't. (laughs) (laughs) I have a EULA that says you You can't can't sue sue me. me. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't sign it, but I have it. But I got it. (laughs) You can't sue me. I have a EULA. just go around suing people. Oh, that's fucking good stuff. That's good stuff. All right, but the point is, when you're doing... Here's where I'm going to put it just a little bit on the Redditor. If you know you're doing something super crucial that like that, just go get new Joy-Cons, man. Yeah. Like, come on. You don't have to put up with this. Yeah, like, why, why did you put no. up with it? Why weren't you more careful if you knew... Why weren't right. you using the motion controls? Not, not once in your 10,000 soft resets did you ever consider, hey, maybe this will be an issue. Maybe when I find the thing I'm looking for, this might be a problem. Right, like that never crossed your mind. Yeah. It crossed my mind immediately. Yeah. Like, if you're shiny hunting, controller drift is not what you want to be shiny hunting with. Oh, fucking Joy-Con drift. Let's hope it gets better with the next iteration of the Switch. All right. Next article. As of now, Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo will not have any E3 presence. That is not surprising. Really? I mean, Nintendo dipped out last year. PlayStation was a very... Oh, no, Nintendo was there. Uh, PlayStation didn't go. Nintendo did seem to be up in the air with that, but no, they're all of these titans, uh, they're showcases that they put on themselves have been getting a lot of good traction. And the bigger part of that is, like, Nintendo obviously got it kicked off with the Nintendo Directs, which became wildly popular. Oh, gee. And then PlayStation started their State of Play events. Yep. Right? Which... We're less. We got, we're <laughs> less. But I know yeah. what you're about to say. Maybe we got this week on Xbox. World premiere. World premiere. So uh, the point is, not all three of them are doing it equally as well. Nintendo's still clearly the best with the directs. 
But nonetheless, what is E3 going to look like with no presence from the big three? Third party all the way. It's just, yeah, third party indies. I think this is going to be one of the last years we see E3 because if the Titans themselves have moved away from E3 to their own showcases, E3 doesn't have anything left. Third party is not going to keep E3 lights on. You want to see the... I don't know, man. I. You want to see the major content. You want to see why you should buy a PlayStation yeah. or why you should buy an Xbox. I think what E3 needs to do is just admit that the big three are out, but lean into third party. Like, start to promote it that way. That's what I think they need to do. Like, hey... You know, while these three are off stroking their dicks, why don't you? Come, <laughs> why don't you come see some actually good games being made? Yeah, no, I they think could spin this. They they absolutely could, and like even deeper, they could focus on the indie market and really boost the indie market because nobody is. I mean, the indie market it has a lot of help. It's been booming lately, but right. nobody has really like all encompassed taken the indie market under their wing. Yeah, totally. E three has the clout showcase everything indie that's uh, like e3 exactly exactly you don't need xbox playstation and nintendo you can still be great you could be you could be but you might fuck it up all right last article matthew lillard will be william afton in the upcoming fnaf movie now i know you've got a lot of movie or a lot of feelings about the fnaf movie that's why you're doing the hot takes because i would extend this into not such a quick take well keep in mind we don't know everything there is to know about the fnaf movie yet like it's still under wraps we'll get a chance to talk about it because number one i know fnaf has been overdone and we're sick of it but the story of fnaf but it's it ha- actually amazing. Not the yeah. story itself, but no, like no, the story became really a really good. Yeah, that's not what Matt Pat from Game Theory says. Eh, my nieces say otherwise, and they're pretty compelling. And he like you but- don't understand. It's like <laughs> I genuinely think Kingdom Hearts probably has a better story than FNAF. If that tells you, <laughs> you can no, tell your actually, nieces I said that. It's a lot more coherent than Kingdom Hearts. I will yeah. say that it is chronological ordered. It is. It, it does make sense. But what we do know about this movie is that it is being directed by none other than Jason Bloom from Bloomhouse Productions. Yep. And all of the animatronics are being made by Jim Henson's Creature Shop. That's pretty cool. And that's fucking hype. Oh, yeah. The Muppets production studio themselves <laughs> is making Five Nights at Freddy's. And hey, that's hilarious. They also did the Dark Crystal. Uh, they have done several shitty horror movies. <laughs> yep, yep. Oh, The Dark Crystal is fucking terrible. Hey, fuck you, man. No, I love fuck the Dark you, Crystal. man. I love The Dark Crystal. I'm waiting on season two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, also, uh, the guy who played PETA. Yeah, yeah, and we fucking, about uh, uh, um, Hunger Games is in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, Josh... Hutcherson. Hutcherson. That's that's who it was. That's who it is. Hey, man, I just realized that the Henson Production Company made Happy Time Murders. What is Happy Time oh, Murders? Oh, man, you? now I'm sad. I really thought you were, I thought you were going to get hyped up by that. Uh, it's basically, you did? Yeah. It's, it's uh, Melissa McCarthy, plays a detective, countering this puppet, and it's the dirtiest fucking movie you've ever seen. Melissa McCarthy can be funny. She's hilarious, dude. And she is so funny in the Happy Time Murders. All right, fine. I'll Anywho, moving away from that, I'll, I'll stop being high on Jim <laughs> no, Henson. No, the, no. I love the puppets of Jim Henson. Look, look, look. We'll get more time to talk about this, baby. We got to wait right, for more all details. Right. All right. In the meantime, 
What do we got for upcoming game releases? Alrighty then. Upcoming game releases on February 9th. We have Clash Artifacts of Chaos for the PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Then we have Hogwarts Legacy coming to the PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, and PC on February 10th. Also on February 10th, this game doesn't matter in comparison to the previous game, Wanted Dead for the PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox Series, Xbox One, and PC. Moving away from the 10th, on the 14th, we have Blanc for the Switch and PC. Then we have Souls of Kronos for the PlayStation 5, Switch, and PC. And finally, our last game for February 14th is Tomb Raider Reloaded for Mobile. This So is... Tomb Raider Reloaded for Mobile, right? Yep, that's clearly it. That's <laughs> what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. We've never talked any shit on mobile games whatsoever. <laughs> Hogwarts Legacy. I don't know where to begin with this game. I have never seen... A game that has been so fucking shrouded in controversy before it even released. It's pretty hot. I've seen games with a lot of controversy after it was released, right? So here is what we know about Hogwarts Legacy so far. The reviews are in. Now, of course, they're reviews from IGN, the big, like, quote-unquote gaming journalist. Yeah, right, right, right. But mostly nines across the board. So anyone hoping that this game was going to suck ass, it doesn't look like it's going to. Damn, that's going to make things a lot more difficult. So, here we are. Here we are. I'm buying the game. I am going to play the game. We are going to see how the game is. (laughs) And then we will readdress what I'm sure will be even more controversy. Wait, do I have to get this game too? Yes. Oh, I got to pay full price for a game for the first time in years? Ah, uh, anything. You for just the bought pod. Cosmic Shake. That was forty bucks. Oh yeah, I did. <laughs> you <dumb> asshole. <laughs> oh well, it was forty bucks. I don't consider that a full price game. I mean, given yeah, you're right. Hogwarts Legacy is going to roll you a seventy. Look, you yep. don't have to buy it if you don't want to. Okay, I want to. We've never had a Harry Potter discussion, by the way. Okay, I'm going to assume right off the bat, Slytherin. Incorrect. Okay, if it wasn't Slytherin, I was going to go Ravenclaw. Absolutable. Okay. Because it's like, you get, Slytherin's the house for, like, ambition. Slytherin was me in college, but then I took the sorting hat quiz recently, and I got Ravenclaw. See, that's the thing, is, like, you're also a very smart guy, depending on who you ask me. <laughs> so, so I was going to suggest one of those two. Yeah, absolutely Ravenclaw. All right, fair enough. Uh, Gryffindor all the way, right? No, Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. It was, but it was like on the line between Gryffindor and Hufflepuff for me, but Gryffin, <laughs> Gryffindor. Yeah, you do wear a lot of crimson. It's the color. It's the I, color. <laughs> just bold and loud and assertive. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's me, baby. <laughs> and I mean, like... What's Hufflepuff's mascot? The Badger. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why? <laughs> because they're I thought stru- it would be a pufferfish. <laughs> that's worse than a badger. I don't know. Pufferfish can be very menacing, and you can't... And, like, they're very poisonous. You know, Just wait until you hear about the American Ilvermorny houses, man. I mean, those are even worse. <laughs> okay, it, Hufflepuff is, like, hard work and friendship. You know, the place you go when you're just not good at anything else. My friends are my power. Yeah, okay. Sora would have been a Hufflepuff. Sora! (laughs) Goofy would have been a muggle. (laughs) I've... Okay, so, for all the, like... 
I let's get one thing straight. I like Harry Potter. I like Harry Potter. I'm enough of a fan to that I know some Harry Potter trivia, and I'm going to buy the game. I'm not a huge quote unquote Potterhead. <laughs> you I don't have, have the Deathly yeah. Hollows tattooed on you. No, like a good friend of ours has. <laughs> <laughs> what? What I've always wanted to fucking do is I've always wanted to make, like, you know, a stupid, like, BuzzFeed house sorting quiz, but at the end it says you are a muggle. <laughs> yes. And no matter what, it just always says that. The ultimate dream oh, crusher. <laughs> I might do that and just get back to you with some results. Oh, my God. Someone please make this. Oh, yeah, it's going to be me. <laughs> like, Do it. Honest to God, it would take, like, five minutes. Do it. You won't. Make it, like, super in-depth. Like, where do you go <laughs> when you are having a panic attack? Oh, my God. The beach? The woods? <laughs> These things are, like, psych evals. I don't know if you've done a sorting quiz lately, yeah, but they are straight-up psych evals. I went to the actual Pardermore website to do mine. So did I. Yeah, the real, because like, you could take that shit to Universal Studios. Yeah, exactly. And then they give you the whole fucking Yeah, they give shebang. you your wand. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, by the way, my wand was uh, Hollywood. That's a pretty good... Yeah, okay. Yeah. I think I had... El- uh, not Elder. Alder. Alderwood, okay. Okay. It was either Alder or Oak. I did have a Phoenix Feather Core, though. Ooh. You look like Dragon Heartstring. Yeah, mine was Dragon Heartstring. Yeah, I can tell. Yee. Lauren would probably be uh, Unicorn Hair. Yeah, it was. Oh, my God. Yeah, see, she, it's there. I'm she telling. had Willow, though. Her willow. wand was made of willow. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I do know more about Harry Potter than I thought. <laughs> it surprises me, too. <laughs> yeah, you know a little bit more than I thought. You've never talked about Harry Potter. Yeah, I mean, I, I binged every movie in, like, the matter of 14 hours. <laughs> yeah, but is there, is there a friend, Jaeger, that made you do that when you were living with him? No, my wife and I went to visit her best friend in Illinois, and that's what we did over the weekend, was watch the entire Harry yeah. Potter series. You know what they say, when in Illinois. <laughs> I guess. I yeah. <laughs> All right. So anyway, Hogwarts Legacy is coming out. I'm excited. Apparently, it's not dog duty. Appar- no, I've, it's very good, apparently. It's very good. All right. We're going to have to deal with that when it comes. But in the meantime. Stay tuned for that yeah. review. <laughs> Thank you all so much for joining us on another episode of the Game Tea Podcast. We'll see you in the next episode. You just got your game tea. Bye. Bye. A Huda Media Production.